morning to you. Good morning. What's cooking? Well, gosh, um, something happening at the weekend? That's something uh, for the weekend, <laughs> something sir. Something for the weekend, sir. Um, that's a different subject, <laughs> if I may say yeah, so. But, you know, one of the free haircuts, Sonny. Yes. <laughs> yes. I hope no listener knows what we're talking about, because it can be frightfully embarrassing. How rude. Yeah, <laughs> the 70s, it's called. Yes. Anyway, yeah, something's happening at the weekend. Not as I remember it, I want you to know. I'm interested in a few things. You're going to tell me I'm talking rot. Go so, on. so we might as well get that on the table. Should we, should we get, get that out of the way? I've seen lots of articles whether they're true or not, blah blah about various sections of society who know their stuff, doctors, etc., saying, right, we're going to give John our popular vote. We think he's the man. And I just wondered, I just wondered if somewhere in this big cogwheel thingy something had happened along the lines of we might get a slightly different outcome to what people are suspecting because the boys upstairs will have said, oh, for God's sake, we don't want any more of this. Give them John. Keep them quiet. Well, that's a nice idea. And were there an election taking place, you, you might see some of that reflected in the outcome. I it's mean, not you, totally nuts, though, is it? Uh, OK, yes, it is. Well, let, let, let me put it this way. The, the latest opinion poll has now got something... It's got this yawning gap, something like uh, 20 percentage points, between the popularity of John Jung and Carrie Lam. Um, so she will be... An, I still maintain it without any fear of contradiction. When she is so-called <laughs> elected on Sunday as the chief executive, she will be the first of she'll be the first of four chief executives who comes into office with um, such low levels of popularity rating. Mm. If the people who insisted that she must be selected by their tame order followers on the election committee gave the slightest concern about popularity ratings, obviously it wouldn't happen. But the orders have been issued. I don't think there's any ambiguity about it. Those The, 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 the weasels have been told... But we had a last-minute turnaround last time. Granted, very different circumstances. Well, it was very different circumstances. What you're talking about is is the, so, the so-called last election in which Henry Tang had been uh, designated as the winner. And um, did we? Let me ask you about this bit of history. Did we know this beyond any shadow of a doubt? Yes, okay. I think we did. Go on. I think we did. I think the the difference this time is that that the effort behind Carrie Lamb has been that much more. But anyway, I think we did know that. But what they they'd sort of selected this numpty in the shape of, of, of Henry Tang, who just self destructed. You know, in the middle of the the, the so called election, that um, I think it was perhaps the, he didn't to want Ming the Bao. job. No, no, he wanted the job. Okay. <laughs> I know he blamed his wife for everything, which was a noble way of, of, of handling the problem. But, you know, thanks to a good piece of solid investigative journalism, it was found that he had this massive <laughs> illegal structure. with a crane. Yeah. I think it was Ming Bao, actually, <laughs> oh, who, originally, uh, who originally got the story, to give credit where it's due. Yeah, it anyway, cool. yeah. um, the fact of the matter is good solid investigative journalism found out that, that the next chief executive of Hong Kong was engaged in, in what is, to put it bluntly, a massive fraud over his uh, arrangements for his modest abode in Kowloon Tong. And, you know, I mean, he'd only... Apparently he was, he'd been forced to live in some 
the squalor of something like 3,000 square foot, and that wasn't considered to be enough. I mean, I know where he's coming from on that, because most people in Hong Kong say 3,000 square foot is just not enough for me. I just think 10 out of 10 for effort. Most people are looking upwards, if they can be bothered. Oh, illegal structures. Yeah, Look, he went downwards. downwards. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> A for effort. So it wasn't he... Can I just yet again stress it was all his wife? He didn't even know any of this was going on. He had no idea. No idea. Oh, there's a when whole When the digger darling. went into the house, he thought... Oh, I suppose don't worry. She's, she's just mixing some dough goes, for my uh, for my supper. She goes, "Don't worry, darling, it's a mouse." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I mean, you know, when you when you when you pick your chief executive candidates from a very small pool of not the most talented people in the world, and then you come up with Henry Tang, you, you have got a problem on your hand. Now, the difference between Henry Tang and Carrie is she actually makes blunders all the time. I mean, she she did this thing last week of saying, oh, she couldn't go to Tin Soi Wai because far. it was too far. And, and John Jung goes, well, actually, if you got on a train, it would take you 30, <laughs> See, 30 minutes to go there. And, and then what he didn't say was, but of course, Carrie doesn't get, as we know, notoriously doesn't get on public transport, so she wouldn't know that. But you're backing up my, my hypothesis I'm quite well. Your, no, well, except for your hypothesis is based on the idea that there's an election taking place. Well, and so. what I'm saying is there ain't no election <laughs> taking place. There's a selection taking place, and the people ah. responsible for the poll are the bosses. And the bosses have given... Well, I mean, the way you could judge whether you were right... Yeah, it's me and you meet next Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gloves at dawn. Um, The way we could could judge this, and it's it's proved to be absolutely 100% reliable in the past, is you look at the most reliable of the echo chambers. Uh, You look at the Rita fans, the Maria Tams... When the wind changes, they have a nose to sniff the change of direction like nothing you've seen in history before. If there was the slightest wind change, they would have picked up on it and they would have sort of promptly come in front of the cameras and go, well, you know, according to the basic law, John they would have said inalienable at least once. Yeah, at least once (laughs) inalienable and probably, you know, bearing in mind certain facts. None of that has happened. So if the weasels haven't scuttled off in a different direction i think you can be as sure as you could possibly be in the direction of travel what the only scintilla of doubt that hangs over this bizarre event on sunday is whether carrie lamb will get more than 689 votes which is what cy lung famously got my view is that the uh, central authorities have made absolutely sure that she does get more than that. Yeah. That she gets more than 700 votes. But there is some small level of uncertainty because remember, the winning mark is 601 votes. So she's got to get past that, which she's more or less done that. See, I'm, so not, t- I'm not talking I mean, about an and, and you know, you look about, you look at what, I mean, the kind of level of hysteria in the pro-Beijing press, you know, who are now going around going, oh, that John Jung, he's the Democrats' candidate. Boy, that's news to everybody else in Hong yep. Kong who, who first we'd heard that he was a Democrat. It is true that the Democrats are supporting him, but, you know, there's a subtle difference there that <laughs> All right, can even, I have a go? even the weakest minds... Can could, I have a go? go my, um, in fairness, I, I'm not talking about an election. My thing is simply... You know, the idea might be in some parallel universe, look, Hong Kong is being a truculent child, but we need Hong Kong because it's the office, it's the bank, it's the money box, it's this, that and the other. So, look, I tell you what, let's just keep them happy because they'll be more beneficial to us if they're happy. Give them JT. 
See, what I don't like about coming... And not elections. What I don't like about coming in here on a wet Thursday morning <laughs> is your attempts to introduce logic into the proceedings. <laughs> I, I said find maybe that, and might. I find that very dispiriting. <laughs> I'm just having a go Because logic here. isn't allowed. Mm. I mean, the logical thing is exactly what you say. The okay, fact is that, of course, the Beijing authorities could live with John Jung. And if they had changed their mind and said to the weasels, all right, you can now go and vote for him, he would be even more beholden to them and would carry out orders. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. But that's not the way it works. They say, we decide who's going to be the leader of Hong Kong. We don't have the great unwashed deciding for us. And the great unwashed have said that they want John Jung. In itself, that they see this as, as, a, <clears throat> as a problem. Although, if like you it. think about it, yeah. if you think about it, it is very He's interesting. pointing at me now. <laughs> yeah, with a pen. <laughs> it's a blue pen. Um, if you think about it, it is interesting. It is the great unwashed who forced them to ditch um, C.Y. Leung. I think that... Don't you are. No, see what I learned. This time, so that he couldn't run again. And Tung Chi And Tung Chi yes, yeah. you're quite right. And Tung Chi But I mean, um, on this occasion, yeah. it was very, very clear to everybody with half a brain that he intended to run for a second term before he discovered that he had a family who needed to look up. He looked up. What about if the great unwashed are like, like cuddly the, and fuzzy? Well, they're better to play with, aren't they? Surely, if that, you're a big that, boss. That would be... Yeah, you see, you're yet again trying to drag <laughs> logic where it has no place in these proceedings. Very, very bad. But so, logically, of course it would be better to have uh, 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 John Jung. I mean, from Beijing's point of view. But that assumes that Beijing isn't Killed set the on a path oil of... Oil the machine, all that stuff. It, it, it assumes Beijing is not set on a path of confrontation. And I think... That's the path. I mean, it's, it's terrible to say this because it's very, very bad for Hong Kong. But I think that, that, that things have reached a pass where the people who matter in the decision-making machinery in the Zhongnanhai are people who are very, very hard line. And, and, and what they're actually saying is not, let's find a way of working with the people of Hong Kong, but let's find a way of teaching those dash, dash, dash um, a lesson. Five letters. Yes. <laughs> Ns and S begins in... Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That, that, those five letters, yes. Uh, I think that's what they're after. They want to teach a lesson. So we're they say, you know, mm. look, we don't care what you want. We don't care what you think. This is what you're going to get. And I tell you what, we're much more powerful than you are. So shut the what's it up. And so it goes on, though. But when you hit people in the pocket... That's in well, this part of the world indeed. when they tend to they tend to react. In, indeed. So I mean, the consequences of this are, are, are yet to unravel, but unravel they will. All these multinationals going stuff. This we're off to Singapore. Yeah. I mean, or, purely, or, purely in theory. All sorts of things flow from you know if you want to if you want to churn, turn Hong Kong into just another Chinese city, there is no point to have all these businesses that are here at the moment. No point whatsoever. If you think that you can get things running more smoothly by saying, well, we've got the PLA in Hong Kong and they can always come out of the barracks if things go bad, the party's over. Mm. And, and you look at the kind of atmospherics of this. So they're doing the voting, <coughs> whatever it is, in Wan Chai, in the convention centre, and they're doing the counting out at the airport, at the Asia Expo, whatever it is, thing next to the airport. So the, the cops, who of course now seem to have only a political role in, in, in matters issue this thing saying, well, you know, in case of civil unrest, we've got ferries on standby to take the electors out to, out to um, 
uh, Lantau and, uh, you know, just What's so this, they then? could see... Explain that. What, what? Well, like it, a, because... Hidey hole. Well, no, no, it's, it's in case the roads to... I mean, it's just complete Will hauling. it be a catastrophe? A catastrophe. You know, somehow they're thinking that, that if you create this sort of atmosphere of panic for the election to be held, that the roads are going to be filled with, with bomb-throwing um, violent anarchists who are going to stop people making their way to the Asia Expo. I mean, my view is anybody who goes to that Asia Expo centre deserves what they get. It's Absolutely. a ghastly place. I'll tell you what, there's another thing here. You know all those ruses going, rumours going around about fingerprints and this, that and the other. Somebody should just give out loads of surgical gloves to these guys. Well, there is that. Seriously. No, but then, but, but, you know, I mean, we're, we're, you're talking, just in case the listener has missed this, the fingerprint, the idea is that once the, the, the secret ballot is collected, they'll be sent up to Beijing for examination. We can't guarantee they won't. We can't guarantee they won't, but then, then there's another rumour going around that, that the weasels have been told to take a photograph of their ballot sheet so that they can tell the bosses, look, sir, oh, sorry, look, comrade, I've, I've voted for Carrie. Look, it says, look, see that cross? That's my cross. How easy would it be able to, to, to forge one of those? I mean, we're talking nuts things now, but this nuts, it's all nuts, nuts things happen. It's all nuts. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think if you were weaselly enough to take a photograph of your ballot paper to show the teacher, please, sir... Well, make, make them go. Make them go through a security, you know, beep thing, well, and maybe, take their phone away from them. Tell them, them yeah, no phones. So, the, so the, I mean, I, sure, you know, it's. I wish I, we could I, say I, this is bananas. Yeah, we? I, I wish we, we could as well because, I mean, what what they're absolutely petrified of is the actual voting process because, of course, the nomination process is transparent because you have to put your name down and say, you know, I nominate this one or that one, or to put it bluntly, I nominate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you get in but, there, but that's the thing. There is still a semblance of something vaguely resembling an election in the so-called privacy of the actual ballot, you know, ballot procedure. So let's see. I mean, are they really that paranoid that, that, that they're going to go to these extreme measures? Or, or are, is an atmosphere being created where people perceive these things yeah. to be? I mean, you know, this is the old thing with dictatorships. They always used to say in the, in the old days, you know, uh, although they seem to be coming back as the new days of wiretapping when that actually physically happened. Uh, really, I mean, not a la Donald Trump. I mean, actually happened in, in, in Eastern Europe, what have you. Everybody always assumed that their phones were tapped, that they were being shadowed if they'd done anything slightly. So it, it, it modelled and it laid a heavy hand on their behaviour. So if you create an atmosphere in which you presume that surveillance is all embracive, it's sure as hell affects how you behave. It's 20 to 11, still in with Steve Vines. Well, we were, before the break, we were talking about this so-called election thing. And, I mean, one of the things which, uh, among many, that, that sort of is, is slightly mystifying is the antediluvian attitude the government still has towards digital media. I mean, the rest oh, of the yes. world has kind of understood that... that Digital media, um, you know, like it or not, is here to stay. Well, all the media is digital these yeah, days. Yeah, I know. I mean, even even RTHK, I, I understand. I see. Gosh. So that shows how far things have moved. But these various digital news platforms, which are growing rapidly in Hong Kong, you know, Stan News, Hong Kong Free Press, etc., etc. EJ, yeah. they're up there. It, well, except for EJ, I mean, is an interesting example in, in as much as it's traditional media you know, getting into the digital media space, which, you know, is fair enough. I mean, most, as you say, most traditional media is trying to do this. But I'm talking about the pure um, digital media organisations who are having an increasing influence 
certainly have a very wide um, uh, readership or, or, or I don't know what you call it anymore because pro- maybe it's not called readership whatever it is lots of people look that. at it yeah that thing so the government says oh no 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 they can't possibly be allowed to uh, cover the uh, elections um, is this because they think they're not real well, they, they don't proffer a reason. The, well, except for the excellent reason is because it's our long-standing policy not to allow them to do it. Fair play. So, I mean, that more or less explains They're everything. They're not lying, aren't they? They're not lying. It is indeed the long-standing policy. Now, you know, what you, what you might be able to argue, and uh, gosh, this is a stretch, you might be able to say, oh, well, the problem with digital media, it's quite hard to identify who's a genuine... Uh, news organisation and who's just one bloke sitting in front of a computer banging out, you know, his latest wild and erratic thoughts. Gosh knows who that might be. or Some odd man in the White House sending out tweets in the middle of the night, you know, that sort of thing. So it it could be that they could argue, gosh, it's really hard to tell who these digital media organisations are, except for the fact that it isn't. not true, actually. Except for the small (laughs) fact that it just isn't. (laughs) I mean, you know, you you know who are the major digital news players in Hong Kong. How do you know? You just look at their websites. Well, there you go. Yeah. Who'd have thought that? It's not not that difficult, you know. Um, So... You, you can say, oh, well, Blogs blogs has, you know, set up a, a little digital news thing, uh, but Blogs only has three people looking at it. So you don't need to worry about Blogs. Look at the people who have literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of hits per week on their website. I'd say that would be your genuine digital media. Is it anything to do with the immediacy with which these boys can put stuff up? And I think it's to do with that. It's to do with the fact that increasingly the traditional or so-called legacy media is controlled by forces which are sympathetic to the government and they just don't want these new people as active players in the scene. So they think if you shut them out of, for example, covering the results of the chief executive farce, somehow they won't report it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, this is sort of stupidity 101, even before you get to the rather distasteful idea that they're being screened out for political reasons but it's stupidity because of course they will still cover it and in some ways you have to ask yourself i don't know what they're losing by not being in the press pen at the um at the count the only thing that they lose and it it is a, 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 a an important consideration is easy access to people who are on the election committee but these are surmountable obstacles is this more a principal thing then? Because you've just said it's a bit of a non-event news-wise. I mean, OK, this yeah, is going except down. everybody will be covering it. Outside, quite frankly, from what we're hearing, sounds like it might be a bit more Well, yeah, there's, thre- there's threatened de- demonstrations. Um, and I suppose there's the added um, interest in that they're not applying for one of these certificates of, of no objection. And they're doing that on the grounds that they say, oh, well, the cops had a massive demonstration in... Um, uh, near Prince Edward Road, and they didn't themselves apply for a permit. So why should we? Um, well, yeah, that's yeah. Not, you know, I, I, I mean, I kind of, I see where they're coming from. I don't think that's a very sound place to be coming from. I mean, the cops, incidentally, argue that they're they're, they're tens of thousands of people were. <laughs> participating in a private event uh, with full media coverage and all sorts of other political hangers-on, but, hey, it was a private event. I mean, that was a paper-thin claim. But, you know, two two paper-thin claims do not make a book. I'm going to turn that into a saying. That was very good. <laughs> so so I think there's a certain amount of um, 
angst towards the media here, to put it very lightly, and it's almost like a one-upmanship game right now. Who, yeah. who, who scores? Well, I think the people who will triumph in this, actually, are, are the digital media, because the more, the more that you ban a news source, the more that you try and make it difficult for them to operate, the more the public will say, I'll tell you what, must be something quite interesting. Exactly. Whether there is or there yes, isn't. Yes, whether there is or there isn't. You know, so you... you, you, you uh, I, I'm sorry to repeat this story, but I have told it before on, on this programme. But I do remember in my early days in journalism, working for Middle East papers, was that, particularly this, this magazine called Events, the editor was always trying to get it banned as the only way of increasing sales. It's like the producers, a, isn't it? Yeah, we have a really sort of wishy-washy story. Go, God, I've got to find a way of uh, getting... I'll tell you what, we'll put a picture of Ayatollah Khomeini on the cover. In a that bikini. Will ban, that, will ban it, that will get it banned in various countries in a second, and it worked like a dream. Yeah, of course. So this paper had very wide following every time it was banned. So, you know, good luck with 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 media censorship of course in those days it was a lot easier to do because you were talking about physical hang on a minute physical media made of old trees i'm just thinking here you just said to me um how come no digital media uh, because it's ep- well how long have they been they've only been in existence five minutes yeah <laughs> yeah hello yeah yeah i've free presses but well a year or so you yeah, know it's yeah, not, yeah yeah so where's well, this where's Stan this? News is even uh, you know which has a bigger circulation is even even newer. exactly so where's yeah. this long-standing government policy yeah. come from <laughs> Ah, well, it's, um, it's, in, it's invested in... Um, wiggle, 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 wiggle. I know, I know. It's, it's, um, it's weasel speak 101. I think, I think a lot of the boys are miffed, nay, offended, or whatever you want to call it. But is this a big deal, really, in the, in the big picture? Well, it's, it, it's a big deal in two respects, that it shows the government's anti-Diluvian attitude towards the nature of modern communications, which is a bit of a problem. Mm. And it is a big deal because it is a form of political censorship. So, you know, it can't be ignored. Mm. I just think that the outcome will not be what the, what the people who are trying to, sh- you know, screen out the digital media expect it to be. Yeah. Hello to Colin, Colin W, who says, how do high-ranking civil servants suddenly think they are politicians? I think Hong Kong... Are about to get a school is about to get a schoolmistress for for a CEO, and he says, "When do you think the 2047 transition project will start?" I think it might have. I think that might <laughs> just have started, uh, Colin. And and yeah, well, he makes a good point. I mean, one of Carrie Lam's great excuses, and it's trotted out by her on every, every time she makes a faux pas. That would be more or less every day. She says, oh, well, you know, it's all very unfortunate. I'm not a politician. Hang on, hang on, Carrie. Hang on, hang on, hang on. She's actually held top political jobs in the administration for almost two decades. The idea... I mean, it's not like Donald Trump, who, who literally had never been anywhere near government before he became president. She's actually been in government. She's been in so-called political jobs. And before that, she was a high-ranking civil servant in the mainstream of the civil service. So to bleat about, oh, well, you know, I don't really have any experience of all of this. I mean, that's how the Hong Kong system works, yeah. is that they transform bureaucrats into political jobs Expl- and expect them to inform politically. The fact that they don't do it very well, well, that is another question. There's another thing that happens here, and I'm sure it does all over the world. You get a job as a senior civil servant, but, well, actually, the, the big corporations do it. You'll become the boss of, shall we say, fizzy drink, orange colour. Mm. And they're like, he's doing so well, let's put him in charge of our airline. Yes, yes. But the government does this. So all I of know. a sudden, Paul Chan's the financial secretary. By all accounts, he's not doing a dreadful job. 
But like one, no, I'm just saying whatever. Uh, who cares? Some accounts, yes. Yeah, but like it, you know, all of a sudden he went from being Mr. Building and yeah. Gardens yeah. to oh, look, let's run the budget. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, we need somebody to do boats. Yeah. But that is the way, basically. Well, that's how the civil service works. I mean, the idea is that they have this enormous administrative competence that can be applied in any direction where they're, they're, they're pointed and that there will be all these experts ferreting away underneath them to sort out the specialist areas. That's the theory. Yeah. Sometimes it works. And boy, sometimes it doesn't work. I mean, when you have a creature like Eddie Ng running the education section, who 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 manages to com- combine, and it's a stunning combination: staggering ignorance, <laughs> staggering inability to to organise anything. Now get off that fence. Get off that fence. Well, I'm, I will. And can I just add another staggering? Yeah. And Porky's. You know, he actually stands up in public and says, "You know, I read thirty books a week." <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave it there, yeah. shall we? Shall All we? Right. Take Bye, care. Eddie. Bye.